Now, the sun is out, the sky is blue, but there are rumbling grey clouds of discontent above the coalition government. As Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil have been arguing about the budget six full months before it is due to be delivered. Is it all just political positioning or is something else happening? Is Michael McGrath going to be asking junior ministers Martin Hayden, Jennifer Carl McNeil and Peter Burke around for lunch anytime soon? Because the Fianna Fáil finance minister is preparing his first budget and again in six months time and perhaps wasn't expecting such early advice from the three Fine Gael junior ministers. After they wrote an opinion piece for the Irish Independent on Monday calling for budget tax cuts worth €1,000 for families, it's been a week of discord, disharmony, disruption and delight for the opposition parties. A short a short while ago, I spoke to journalist and commentator Lise Hand and asked her if after a week of comment, talk and barbs, have people played into Fine Gael's hands? Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, to use that old phrase, shots fired. But, you know, the trouble was while Fianna Fáil were sort of patrolling the ramparts looking for incursions from Sinn Féin, the shots came from their allies behind them. So this was an absolute Fianna Fáil-style masterstroke to be absolutely honest with you. And it has all the hallmarks of something that was very carefully planned and coordinated. I mean, the, the three uh, authors of this particular column, you're not talking about members of the awkward squad that every party have that pop off on solar runs every now and then. These would be three of their bright young things who are, you know, allied to the party leadership and so on. So, and there hasn't been a peep out of any other senior senior minister in Fine Gael saying, oh, they were out of line, they shouldn't have said that. I mean, this is all very, you know, this is all the hallmarks of something that was mapped out very carefully. Now, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar is in the Irish Times today saying it wasn't a cunning strategy and a little bit of a nod to Blackadder <laughs> to Baldrick yeah. there. But it, it, you feel it's intentional. Is this the start of something? You know, the phrase the unconscious, um, conscious uncoupling has been used this week and they've had the whole FFG hashtag following them around the internet for the last few years. So is this the beginning of a rebranding effort? Yes, I mean, I think there's probably two things going on here. One is it's just a remarkably early start to the to the usual budget jostling. Normally, that doesn't really start until after the, the summer economic statement, when everybody has a kind of a clear idea about you know, how much there is in the kitty and, you know, who's going to get what. So normally that's what, you know, the kites go up over Leinster House to the month of August and basically keep newspapers and headlines, you know, throughout the dog days of the summer. Um, so I think the fact that everybody knows there's a huge amount of money sloshing around. There's going to be 16 billion surplus uh, for the next budget and then looking at 65 billion surplus of the next three years. So, I, you know, and every already everybody is lined up with their various asks and they really they're right across the board. So there is an element of just trying to get your ask in for some of the pot early. But this is definitely also with a, a very, very sharp eye on the next election. And I think it's interesting that when the Taoiseach was sort of asked about the next election this week, he didn't give the usual bog standard answer, which is, you know, we'll go right, it'll run its full term and it'll go right to the end. He was a little kind of less equivocal than that. And there does seem to be gathering, some kind of gathering thoughts that the election will probably happen around the autumn of next year. So you could expect a massive Charlie McCready style giveaway budget and then an election. Do you think the wound is deep here? Will they just sticky plaster over it? You know, Eamon Ryan, Leave Radker, Neil Martin have seen it all before. Or what do you think is the net effect of this week when it comes to the election and the next two budgets? Well, 
Now, that's an interesting one, Anya, because I, I have a funny feeling that, you know, that what we might see over the next, uh, for the rest of the term of this government will be more kind of, of sort of Leo 1.0, the sort of Leo that took over the party in, in 2017 and talked about it for the party gets up early in the morning, um, more prone maybe to solar runs and to poking sticks at the at, at, at Fianna Fáil in order to kind of distance themselves from their coalition partners. And I think it could be a much more fractious a uh, year and a half or however long this government uh, sticks together. And within that, you know, you can have a certain amount of sabre rattling and, and everybody accepts that that's what it is. And I, Fianna Fáil this week have been very careful publicly, at least, to sort of say, ah, look, this is just a bit of shape throwing, you know, nothing too serious. But, I mean, we have seen instances where rhetoric gets ramped up and, you know, you almost end up with an accidental election. I mean, if you cast your mind back to, you know, how we almost got an election for Christmas back in 2017 when the coalition had a very serious standoff, which involved then Justice Minister Frances Fitzgerald, and it was only really adverted by uh, her resignation. Um, so there is always a danger that the more unstable a government a coalition becomes, the smaller the thing that will tip it over the edge becomes. So I think it'll be a lot livelier for the, you know, some people would say it's been a stable government. Some would say it's operated in a state of torpor. So I think that it will be a lot more lively over the next while. And I think it's because there's more budget, uh, there's bigger giveaway budgets to come. And there's also a very tough election to be fought with Sinn Féin just sitting on the wings, watching all this and just really letting them slug it out, knowing that they're in the driving seat. Journalist and commentator Lee's hand there. Now, let me introduce you to our political panel this week. They are Fianna Fáil Minister of State at the Department of Further and Higher Education and TD for Limerick County, Niall Collins. Louise O'Reilly, TD, Sinn Féin spokesperson on workers' rights, enterprise, trade and employment. And Mick Barry, People Before Profit, Solidarity TD for Cork North Central. Niall Collins, to come to you first, we have that op-ed on Monday. It's Saturday. It's still reverberating. We have the Taoiseach doubling down today in the Irish Times on the tax cuts for the so-called Middle Ireland. The Taunishta Micheál Martin, leader of your own party, is out trying to simmer tensions, saying the government parties shouldn't be competing with each other. You're still not back on the same page this morning. Well, a lot has been said about it over the last number of days. There's no doubt about it. And I think it's fair to say all parties uh, would be in favour of tax cuts. That's certainly within the programme for government. So it's not a new revelation. My, my party would certainly favour it, uh, as would others. I think it's also important to point out that the government has been working very, very well and coherently since um, we took up office back in July of 2020. There is two budgets left to run in the term of the government and the public finances are in very, very good but this, this this can't have been helpful this week. Like to to quote Michael McGrath, it was on un, unusual. No, I would agree. I would agree. The, the, the Taoiseach described it as unhelpful. Michael McGrath described it as unusual. Um, uh, absolutely, uh, very apt descriptions. It, it's noteworthy that Fine Gael seemed to have placed a, a higher priority on tax cuts. Uh, there are other very worthy um, causes and cohorts within our community, like pensioners and. Uh, carers, people and dis- people in receipt of disability, the whole disability sector, our Section 39 sector, childcare costs. You know, there, there's a lot of uh, areas that we have to try and address uh, with the budgetary headroom that we have. Uh, that yet hasn't been hammered down. Obviously, the three party leaders and uh, Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue will sit down and we'll have a series of meetings in terms of the process. We'll have the, the summer economic statement. So do you um, think this so- will stop now or is this an opening salvo? 
I, I, I would I would like to see it stop. Uh, you won't see Fianna Fáil, ministers of state. You won't see me or my colleagues or others. You won't be doing uh, op-eds. No, you wouldn't take the opportunity well, I, now to... Well, I don't think... Take, for example, I don't think Heather Humphreys would, would, would uh, appreciate it if, if I and a number of my colleagues uh, started writing op-eds, um, you know, encroaching on her area uh, and seeking to uh, directly but, or indirectly But that's probably, is that what your colleague Willie O'Dea wants you to do, though? Like, he's out this week saying Neil Martin needs to go toe-to-toe with Fine Gael and be more assertive, start putting forward your priorities. And he said if the leadership doesn't do it, he'll do it himself, that this is a juvenile stroke that they've pulled off over Fianna Fáil. Well, I think it's important to remember that, that both cabinet ministers and ministers of state are centrally involved in the whole budgetary process. Uh, you know, I will, along with uh, my senior colleague Simon Harris, uh, on behalf of our Department of Further and Higher Education, we will meet with Michael McGrath, we will, we will meet with Pascal Dunn, who, you know, we will have specific asks around student grants, student accommodation, uh, the funding of uh, the demand for more places in medicine, veterinary, uh, dentistry, um, social care workers. You know, so every department is centrally involved and our ministers of state, uh, you know, so that, that's the that's the process that's there. The summary economic statements, the leaders and the government decide this collectively. So I, I think um, you know it, it has kicked off. I suppose the, the summer season uh, quite early in terms of uh, wh- where we're going and the conversation that we will have over the summer okay. in relation to it. But uh, certainly, I, I would agree with my party leader. I would agree with uh, Michael McGrath. Uh, but there are lots of priorities out there, as I've outlined to you. McBarry people before profit solidarity. Is this actually the right approach, you know, from Leo Radker honing in on the squeeze middle? They're the ones who need the help right now, or is this the wrong priorities? Well, um, socialists don't accept the way in which this debate uh, is often framed, that it's a choice between uh, increased spending on public services on the one hand uh, and tax cuts uh, for middle income or lower income workers uh, on the other hand. Um, in, in a situation where there's record corporate profits, where there's a huge amount of wealth concentrated in very few hands, and a year-on-year year, um, budget surplus of 65, euro, 65 billion euro coming into view, I think uh, you can increase spending on public spending. Uh, uh, you can uh, cut taxes uh, for workers on average wages or slightly above average wages if, if you're prepared to go after some of the wealth that's been concentrated uh, in the few hands at the moment. For example, it would be possible to uh, abolish the universal social charge um, if you were to bring in uh, a high income social charge uh, for people above €100,000. This is a bit of kite flying for you as well, though, is it? Like Fine Gael are right talking about a budget in six months, so you accept it's appropriate to do it this early in the game? I think uh, many POA workers listening to the Fine Gael promises uh, will say, uh, is this all talk once again or are we going to see action? And we remember that Pascal Donoghue was out before the general election in 2016 saying that the universal social charge was to be abolished. Uh, it was talk, it was uh, aimed at getting uh, votes, uh, but then they kept it in afterwards. Uh, it could be abolished, but kept for people who are paid uh, more than €100,000 a year. Uh, if you were to bring in the likes of a millionaire tax, you would be widening okay. the tax base and well, not cutting we, it. We have your budget opening salvo for the next six months. Uh, to bring you in, Louise O'Reilly, you can hardly blame Fine Gael. You know, they've been constrained by a recession, Brexit, Covid, war in Ukraine. They've a chance to assert themselves. There's money in the coffers and they went for it this week. This um, manufactured row is a little bit embarrassing, uh, to be honest with you. And I think, you know... 
really, if you were the one of the 12,259 people uh, who are now featuring in yet another record set by this government for homeless figures, I don't think uh, you would appreciate this messing that's going on. It's very obviously a manufactured row. There are no real differences between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. It's why they have been in government or in an arrangement of facilitating the government together for seven years uh, with, without any difficulty. They struggle to tell the difference between their two parties. Their policies are identical. And really, you know, our focus this week should be on the people who are now homeless, should be on the victims of the lifting of the eviction ban. And it suits the government, uh, to be frank, uh, if people are distracted by this. Uh, but I don't think anyone who's uh, struggling with their energy bills, struggling with the cost to live and struggling find, trying to find somewhere to live or one of the million people on a waiting list waiting for a healthcare procedure really cares about this uh, manufactured mess and row. But Martin Hayden just yesterday um, said, you know, he rejected the idea that this is uh, a slush fund that Fine Gael is trying to tap into and accuse opposition parties of promising everything to everybody and said, let's come and have the debate. And yeah, it's six months, but maybe this is what we do have to do now. Like, would Sinn Féin be ready to go toe-to-toe in the dole before the summer recess, get the spreadsheets out and really start collaborating on very meaningful policy changes and spending? Are you well, good I to suppose, go? Um Minister Hayden will have to get his calculator out first before we get the spreadsheets out because they haven't costed this, which is how you know that they're not serious about it. They haven't been able to cost it. They've admitted that it's not costed. Um, and really, as kites go, um, I don't think that this should be allowed to distract from the very real issues that people are facing at the moment. And yes, in a time of surplus, there may be merit in looking at uh, at uh, decreasing t- the, the tax burden for workers who are struggling at a time of, of very high inflation absolutely but like let's be frank that proposal will benefit the the authors of the proposal five times more than it would a worker on 40 grand a year or less so you know really Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, the Green Party they look after themselves they look after their own interests but I think that we need to be talking and shifting this debate onto the crises that are, are facing people at the moment. Minister Niall Collins I'll let you come back in on that just to respond. Yeah well look I mean as I said to you at, at the outset all parties, I think, are in favour of reducing the tax burden on workers and families, and particularly um, low and middle income p- people who are on fixed incomes. Uh, and I think as the process evolves over the next number of weeks, um, certainly that's something where Fianna Fáil will be looking to. Uh, when people hear about tax cuts, they, they automatically uh, think of the, the higher income earning bracket. I, I think we have to bear in mind that we have a progressive tax system. I would like to see personally, and this is some of the some of the feedback that I will be giving uh, my colleague Michael McGrath, obviously people on lower and fixed incomes. You can look at um, widening the tax bans, increasing tax credits. There's lots of avenues where um, you can target uh, through the taxation system uh, reliefs to people okay. who, who need it the most. And I think that's important that the process be allowed be allowed to get on and that the various actors, and bear in mind uh, the various organisations out there uh, who represent uh, you know people working in our community, sectors in our community, that they get also get an opportunity okay. to engage with uh, Michael McGrath, Minister for Finance, who has okay. overall 
overall responsibility for the budget. Okay, and Mr. Niall Collins, before we leave this uh, section, Gardaí are assessing allegations that you breached the Local Government Act when you did not recuse yourself from that local electoral area meeting in 2007, which agreed to put a piece of public land up for sale on the open market following expressions of interest. The piece of land later being purchased by your wife. Gardaí have said it is not a criminal investigation. We know the matter is being examined by the Standards and Public Office Commission, SIPO, following a complaint made by public or people before Prophet TD Paul Murphy. Have you heard from the Gardaí in recent weeks? No, I haven't. I, I made a very uh, clear and detailed statement to the doll in relation to that. Um, I was quite um, um, happy at the time in myself in that I didn't break the law at the time. Uh, I was quite clear in saying that and I've since uh, obviously uh, checked that again with my own legal advisors. Um, I didn't um, or, or any, I didn't have a material or a beneficial interest uh, neither did any person connected to me. Uh, that's uh, what the piece of law refers to I think. Um, I, I think we should just allow uh, SIPO and Angarda Siakana the space to, to make whatever inquiries they want to. Uh, I have heard from SIPO, they've acknowledged oh. to me that a complaint has been made. I'm more than happy uh, to deal with them in relation to it. Uh, obviously, I'm more than happy to deal with Angarda Siakana. And, and what uh, has been if, the correspondent from SIPO and what are the next uh, steps just, there? They, they just put me on notice that uh, they had received a complaint uh, um, from uh, Deputy Paul Murphy in relation uh, to it and that they were uh, uh, that it goes through a pre-screening process and uh, if they deem uh, if they deem the complaint as merit they'll be back to me. Mick Barry, do you believe Niall Collins still has questions to answer? Yes, I do. Um, I think that the sale of this land uh, was a game of two halves. Uh, the first half was the release of the land for sale. The second half uh, was the sale itself, which Deputy Collins's wife uh, was involved in. Uh, if you want to keep with that analogy, Deputy Collins was on the pitch for the first half uh, and therefore um, has a role to play uh, in terms of the result. Uh, and I think that that is a clear conflict of interest. And yes, I believe the deputy does have questions to answer. Louise O'Reilly, the same question to you. And Minister Collins, I will let you come back in. But I think um, the minister had a chance to come into the Dáil and, and answer questions and put matters to rest. He chose uh, not to. Um, I wouldn't agree with his description of the statement that uh, that he made to the Dáil. And I think the fact that there are now two ongoing investigations, one by Angarda Siakana and one by SIPO, indicates that all matters were not comprehensively um, addressed. But really... Uh, at the end of the day, the people in uh, Patrick's Well were promised a, a medical centre and some accommodation. We're in the middle of a housing crisis. They still haven't got either of those things. We're in the middle of a health crisis with nearly a million people on waiting lists. So primary uh, health care community healthcare facilities are incredibly important. Uh, okay. They haven't got any of those things now. Minister Collins, your opposition colleagues say still questions to answer. Your response? Well, I, I'm, I, as I said to you, I made a very clear and detailed statement uh, to the doll in relation to that. If, if anybody has any questions uh, to put to me, which uh, others have put to me at, at media briefings and press conferences, I, I'm more than happy to address them. I did not break the law. I was present at a meeting where a decision was taken to put a piece of land for sale on the open market. Anybody could have bought it. There was a number of people interested. It went through uh, an open and transparent uh, sales process. And uh, ultimately, that process concluded in the local authority deciding to, to sell it to uh, a person who is my wife. Um, 
and uh, I wasn't part of the decision uh, to sell uh, part of the decision which was taken by the council. I was gone after council uh, about two years uh, before that ultimately ultimately, that decision took place. So I, I'm happy to deal with SIPO in relation to it and I'm happy to deal with any other inquiries that any other bodies have to want to make in relation to it. OK, after the break, is there trouble in our tech sector? Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1.